What is up, everybody, and welcome to the inaugural episode of, well, yet another bullshit podcast. Uh, my name is Dalton, and joining me will be my is my co-host, and will be for the future of, I guess, however long we decide to go. Go ahead and introduce yourself, brother. Hey, Jeremy here, and we'll be here at least one episode, maybe yes. more, at least one, though. At least one. Today is uh, March the 7th, 2022, and uh, yeah, man, what you been up to this week? How you doing? Uh, doing pretty good. I got had my birthday last week, and I got a copy of Horizon Forbidden West on PS5, so I started that up last night, and it's it's not bad so far. I, uh... It's, uh it's a little slow beginning, but yeah, like, not bad. Well, that's what's up. That's what's up. I played some of the uh, the original Horizon, but uh, uh, I don't have a PS5, so I will probably won't be playing Forbidden West because, like, I don't even think my PS my PS4 can barely handle anything anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, just, just grow wings and fly around your livery when you fire it up. <laughs> it well, yeah, it, it definitely sounds like a fucking jet plane. And then also, um, it's been doing this thing where it tells me that I need to rebuild my database, and it'll do it sometimes like twice a day. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I can't be good. Is it it the original model? It's the white, yeah, the one of the original white PlayStation fours. Yeah, dude, they have some terrible hard drive issues where the hard drives just end up crapping out, and it'll just be like, "You need to reformat. You need to reformat." Mm -hmm. Yep, that's exactly what it keeps doing. So uh, I told my dad because basically, like, since I've gotten my PC and I have my uh, PlayStation Three with custom firmware on it in here and stuff, it's like I kind of just put the PS Four in the living room and let him play it, and he just uses it as a golf machine. Oh yeah. And uh, I told him I was like, "Well, we might want to." I said we might be able to get a PS Four Pro for decently cheap now that PS Fives are out. I was like, "I don't, I don't know what to tell you," (laughs) but that thing is probably on its way out. Oh yeah. I'm gonna end yeah, up even having the PS4s are insane though, dude. Prices for everything these days are insane. Fucking grab! Yeah. I want a new graphics card, and I might as well sell both my kidneys to try oh, to get yeah. one of those. I like, even saw a, uh, an article that was like, "Oh, forget the graphics card you can't afford, and just buy a gaming laptop instead because it's cheaper." Yeah, it's, it's like yeah, it, you can go buy a nice high end gaming laptop for less than you're paying scalpers for graphics cards nowadays what's fucking incredible to me was I so my buddy Willie um, had a uh, who is uh, one of my guests or not guests is one of my co-hosts on uh, the Steam Machine podcast he was having issues with his graphics card it was kind of old I think it had two gigabytes of video RAM like you know it wasn't a very heavy duty card so I sent him my old one which was a bazooka M something I don't know it was a decent card right uh, I think it had six gigabytes of video memory. Anyway, long long story short, when I was going to send it to him, I looked it up how much it sells for. Now I bought that card. That card came with my PC, and I paid five hundred dollars for my PC, right? Six, maybe six hundred dollars. Uh, that graphics card was selling for about seven fifty. Jesus. And I was like, oh, it's definitely not worth that much money. So I looked up the one that I have now, which is a twenty sixty Super Nvidia card. Oh yeah. And uh, I could sell my card right now for like $1,300 or something. I'm like, that is fucking insane. It's, it's all these crypto bros that are like, oh, I'm going to build a, a rig to mine crypto so I can make it into NFTs and sell them for millions of dollars. Speaking of, did you uh, see the thing where I think it was NVIDIA? 
got like hackers got a bunch of their information about like stuff that they're working on behind the scenes and they were like i did see that basically they were like take your limiters off for crypto mining or we're going to release all this shit to the public or sell it i'm like guys go go fuck yourselves why are you ruining pc gaming for me (laughs) that's what i say if i was in video i'd be like do it like me and a buddy of mine have talked about that with celebrities and like nude pictures that people say, oh, give me $100,000, I'm going to release this. Like, dude, if I become a celebrity, I'm just going to take some and put them out on the internet. Who cares? Then it's not a weapon that can be used anymore. Yeah, it's like, oh, you guys wanted to see this? Well, okay, here. Like, although... I promise you, you don't, but I'll show you if you think you want to. (laughs) Yeah, right? Or just like do a movie with full frontal and then exactly nobody can it's like hey there you go it's all out there yeah that's that's essentially what scarlett johansson did she had those people hack her phone or whatever so she just did that movie i forget the name of it where she had a full frontal scene and that was the end of it uh oh god i think it was it was one of the roasts i was watching recently had sarah silverman on it and there was a movie where sarah silverman had done uh full frontal (laughs) And somebody, I think it was might have been Seth Rogen, and he was like, I did a movie with Sarah Silverman, and I always pegged her for a Nirvana fan, but after seeing her naked, I see she was a bigger fan of Bush. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, zing. <laughs> oh, man. So, like, I haven't really been up to much this week, so like, I don't have much to, to report. Yeah. I, uh, I did some yard work. I cut down a bunch of trees, and now I'm trying to figure out what to do with all this wood that I have because it's... Oh, uh, that's always fun. It's decent wood. I can't think of the names of the trees right now, but I might try to make like a chair or a table or something out of it. Oh, nice. Yeah, we had some we cut down here that were like safety cuts, but they were 100, 150-year-old trees, so they were a good five, six foot in diameter. Paid a guy to come out and take them down, and then just a huge pile of wood in the yard, and three or four people saying, oh, I'm going to come get it, I'm going to come get it, and then never showing up. We finally (laughs) found somebody to come take it. Oh man, that yeah, it it starts getting rough when you got like logs like that because you can't exactly oh, yeah. just burn that away. You know what I mean? Yeah, can't burn it away. It's I mean you can't really even pick it up and move it somewhere. Yeah. You need equipment to move it because <laughs> I mean, so these things were like four or five foot long. Like I said, five six foot in diameter, just ridiculous size. Oh yeah, dude, you can cut some fucking timber out of that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, so the basis of this show, is, well, I think what we're going to try to accomplish is literally like, you guys remember Seinfeld where it was like a show about nothing? Well, this is just a show about bullshitting. It's pretty much the same thing. Like, Yeah, we're, we're not, trying to accomplish as little as possible in an hour plus of your time. <laughs> yeah, and, and that will include um, just riffing on random topics, you know, uh, things that are maybe in the news or not the news but just you know uh, word on the street as they say uh but like we would like people also as well to like write into us and give us topics to talk about so if you would like to absolutely uh what's the word i'm looking for i guess i'll just use the word add if you'd like to add to the conversation um then definitely give us an email at i should have this pulled up but i restarted my computer and it closed my shit Uh. I want to say it's yet another Yeah, I'm not even going to guess at it because I have it closed too. (laughs) Yeah, but like like Dalton said, if you want to suggest a topic, if you need some advice, we're probably going to give you terrible advice, but we will give it. Uh, If there's anything that's bugging you and really pissing you off and you want to get it off your chest, shoot us an email. 
uh, I've had people in my town tell me that I'm like a combination of Hitch and Good Luck Chuck because I give really good relationship <laughs> advice but like any relationship I'm in when, when it ends the girl usually like finds the person she falls in love with after me so like it's this weird I would say double edged sword but really it's like a double dull sword because neither side is an edge for me <laughs> but <laughs> it uh I, I, I can give some decent advice if you'd like some but yeah, the, like uh, for five hundred bucks, I'll date you for three months, and then you can go find somebody to fall in love with. Uh, oh, that's not a bad idea. That's a lucrative. There you yeah, go. I'll even I'll do a three hundred. <laughs> Shit. There you <laughs> so uh, the, yeah. the email for the podcast is yet another BS pod at gmail Yeah. Yes. I uh, I just got it pulled up, and all of that. Yeah, that is definitely if you so you send an email there or. I know Anchor has some sort of uh, voicemail capability, but I have not. I need to look into how that works, so I will report back on that. Uh, but that would be something cool, too. We're going to get that fired up as soon as we figure it out. Um, and if that doesn't work, um, I listen to a podcast uh, called Tadpog. Shout out Tadpog, Tyler, and Dave play old games. And I could ask Dave, like, they get phone calls in, and uh, I don't know how exactly he does it. I think he plugs his phone into their, their board. Uh, but I don't have a board, so if I, there's some way I could figure out how to do it, because it's Google Voice that they use, so maybe oh, I'll yeah. ask him how it works. But anything to uh, get some fan interaction, because that's like basically what we're going to thrive on is talking about things that you guys want to hear. Uh, but this week, I believe, sir, you had some topics that you wanted to pitch out for this first episode. Um. Yeah. Um. So my girlfriend and I were watching. Uh, MTV's catfish the other day <laughs> and this is something I've always been curious about how do these people fall for these these people that are obviously not who they say they are for years and years like one episode a chick had been dating someone online for like 10 years without ever video chatting with them ever I think talking to them on the phone or anything like when I was single if we weren't video chatting or something within like three days i'm moving on to somebody else because obviously like i just don't get how people go so long with without actually verifying this is the person they're talking to so i think it ends up being like the people who are on the other end of that are are trying to get something out of someone be it attention uh, affection money so i feel like that they target people who are either like maybe like lonely people or say um it might be a person who like you you can look through their facebook and tell they're not exactly good with the internet you know so like you might you might be able to prey on those types of people but but then it's still it but then it happens to people that you would be like oh no you should have known better you know so it's it's this weird thing where I could see how it happens to some people, but there are other people that I feel like it should never happen to, but it does. And I, I agree. I don't know, man. Like I, you- I remember like the, the early two thousands. It's like, Oh, you know, I can't get my webcam to work and stuff. And like back then it's understandable a little bit. Technology wasn't where it is now, where it's literally you have a supercomputer in your pocket that can record you and send it to somebody sort of what we're doing now i can see you i know exactly who you are i don't get how people say oh the camera on my phone is broken so i can't video chat with you 
but every picture I send you is oddly posed and photoshopped just so. You know, the photo I just sent you of me sitting on the couch watching TV has been heavily photoshopped. Yeah. I just like, don't what, get it. What the fuck? Like, yeah, I just, I wish people would be more, uh, I guess careful is the word. Like, I just wish they'd be like, hey, yeah, if you can't video call, um, will you... I don't know take a picture of yourself holding up the number two or you know like exactly. it's something that would yep. possibly be able to show you that this person's real you know what I'm saying like like I have yep. a friend of mine who's a chick that we've been friends a long time and she's on the like she lives in Ohio so obviously it's been internet only but like I've video chatted with her I've heard her say my name she has sent me videos and things like that like, like um, I know she, she's a real person whereas yeah. you get these other people who hit you up and you're not you're never really sure but then like it's like you said at the beginning of this is like you you don't they don't want a video chat something's broken it's like okay i understand you don't have a, a webcam but your phone has a webcam like it it has a camera exactly or like you get that infamous twitter message or facebook message from some chick who literally looks like a supermodel and she's like oh hey Dalton I saw your pictures and I thought you were really cute I wanted to get to know you and it's like I'm not the worst looking guy in the world but dude swimsuit models and shit aren't just sending me messages saying hey what are you doing yeah exactly and it's like listen I I appreciate what you're trying to do here bot you're trying to make me feel good but uh, it's not gonna work I, I like to fuck with those profiles oh like, so much it's it's so great like oh, they'll message me and I'll be like oh really like how much do you charge for booty hole pics and yep. they'll write back and be like well actually you can come to my cam site at this link and it's like I'm not clicking <laughs> your links just show me your butthole yep. Yep. <laughs> show me your butthole to prove you're a person how do I know you're not a cat who learned to use a laptop <laughs> <laughs> exactly. although if it was a cat you would probably be more apt to get that butthole picture because cats love showing you their buttholes that they do dude <laughs> jesus christ yeah dude like, I'll, I'll mess with them all the time but i'll be like write my name on a piece of paper and draw a picture of an airplane and they'll be like oh uh, oh let me try let me work on that later when i get home from work it's like no i want it now like don't worry about your job you want to talk to me this is what you gotta do yeah and not only that like in that type of situation where somebody's like trying to get you to prove that you're a real person yeah. like how yeah. fucking hard would it be to quickly scribble down Jeremy and then draw like the shittiest little airplane ever and take a picture yeah. of it like yeah. what the, what, people were just fucking I don't know I guess people are dumb and I'm, that's probably going to be a uh, running theme on this show is people are dumb probably <laughs> <laughs> but like the catfish thing too sometimes i wonder if the person maybe knows it's not legit but they're so invested in it they don't want to admit they were wrong so they kind of just go with it or maybe the whole ideal is more important to them than actually meeting said person but i just i don't know i can't see it it's doesn't make any sense to me yeah and, and it does it gets sad when you start thinking about like the people who fall for it because they're just uber fucking lonely and somebody's oh, yeah. giving them the attention it's like then you start to be like well whoever's catfishing them is a piece of shit <laughs> i mean any catfish oh, yeah. is a piece of shit but those especially like yeah you see that one where the guy's like oh you know i haven't had a date in 10 years and then this woman who's obviously out of my league messaged me and we've been talking for six months but she won't video chat with me 
It's like, yeah, dude, like, I don't, I feel for you. It sucks that you're in this position, but you got to know better. Yeah. I mean, unless she's really good at Google, like, I, I don't know. I was going to say, so she's really good at Googling nice titty pics that all look about the, yeah. the same shape. And she keeps saying, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know how yeah, that. She just keeps a stash of this one particular OnlyFans accounts pictures. It's like, I'm just going to pretend to be this person. Yeah. That's probably, you know, holy fuck, that's probably become a lot more prevalent these days because of OnlyFans. Probably so. Oh, I saw the funniest quote, though. It was like, oh, yeah, OnlyFans taught women what it's like to try to be a rapper and sell albums out of your trunk. <laughs> oh, man. Let me tell you, as a uh, as a musician, that's just hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's fucking hard. It, it amazes me. And, like, no offense to any of my friends who are listening to this, but it amazes me how, like, I'll put out a new album and I'll post it on Facebook and the post might get two fucking likes. You know what yeah. I mean? And I'm like, God damn, I got, like, 2,000 friends at least at least yep. one of you could like it more you know what i mean but like eh, you know you can't make everybody dig the shit that you do so yeah i've learned that as a as a small business owner i've learned you definitely can't please everybody and it gets to you sometimes but you have to learn to like put it on the back burner and not really stress about it as much yeah i do there have been times that like I've, i released an album and like the first like two or three weeks that motherfucker didn't sell one and i, w- I would just be like oh. i am never I'm, I'm done i'm I'm done and then i'll get bored and i'll yep. start doing some music and i'll really dig it and then like a couple albums will sell so like my, my last two or three albums i think sold maybe like three or four copies a piece you know what i'm saying but like i enjoy i got to the point where i was like you know what fuck it i enjoy doing this so yep. I'm just gonna fucking I'm just gonna do it and if people wanna go and listen they can in fact you can listen at uh, nilethenightmare.bandcamp.com yeah plug plug it in plug it in <laughs> um, so oh. one one thing that you had written down that I would like to I would like to touch yeah. on is uh, the minimum wage versus content creation is a job now I'm curious <laughs> like wh- where you were so, going with this so something I've noticed locally, and I feel like it may be nationwide, um, a lot of stores around here can't hire people anymore. And I think it's because the explosion of Twitch and YouTube streaming and just YouTube videos and stuff, I feel like everyone's trying to, quote, make it as a as an influencer versus going and getting an actual job. And I can't say I blame them because working retail or working in food service for seven dollars an hour having people yelling at you and cursing at you like it's your fault walmart doesn't have the bananas they like in stock it's <laughs> yeah. just i don't blame them but like i've just an interesting topic i was thinking about is a lot of people seem to be like i'm gonna be a twitch streamer i'm gonna be a youtuber or i'm gonna make a podcast which hey, hey. i can't i can't say too much about that um but yeah, it's, I've noticed that so many places around here just constantly are trying to hire people, but it's, oh, it's so predatory because they'll say, oh, we pay up to $24 an hour. And then you go and apply and they say, oh yeah, well, the store manager makes $24 an hour. Everybody else makes $7.25. Yeah. And we're only going to give you 12 hours a week unless we need more. And then we're going to tell you, you have to work and you can't have that extra time off. So well, I, I can give you a legit experience that I had just recently. Um, so 
it is funny that you brought up the podcast thing because now I'm doing two. And <laughs> I, I also have a YouTube channel and I have a Twitch channel, but like I don't really, I don't know, YouTube, I put up there every now and then. And Twitch, ow, Twitch is a whole other story. But Or was um, it you or Mike that got to the point of making money with Twitch and then was like, all right, I'm done doing this? That was me. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I think Mike did it too, actually. But like, I didn't mean to. It was just I decided to take a week off and then that became two weeks and that became a month and that became two months and I just haven't done it. I, I, I want to get back into it because now I can make money with it. That's cool. Plus, like, it's it's interesting to, you know, have banter with my friends in the chat while I'm sitting there playing whatever. But, so any, anyways, so I had a, a job interview recently um, at a local grocery store and when I applied, I asked for full time and I asked for at least $13 an hour starting, right? Because like I've I've worked the the fucking seven eight dollars an hour thing and it's like dude I have about it's ten, not worth your time I, that and I have about ten years experience total in customer yep. service between the different grocery stores and stores I've worked in so I'm like I'm worth thirteen dollars an hour at least and uh, when I went in for my interview three things that made me there were red flags and it was pretty much three strikes I figured I wasn't going to get a call and spoiler I haven't so the first one was she said alright so I see that you asked for full time but we only have part time available I was like okay and she, I said I can work with that because literally this, this particular grocery store is less than five minutes from my house oh, nice. so it would have been sweet <laughs> you know, but uh, so it was only part time then she said, now, you, you were asking for $13 an hour, but we start everyone here off at 10 Yeah. And I went, okay, again, I can make that work. It's five minutes away. Like, gas isn't yeah. going to kill me, like, if I'm driving to Gainesville. Um, right. And the third one was, and we drug test. And I went, oh. <laughs> All right, because I, I'm a stoner. I'm not uh, ashamed to say that. That was I was I was gonna say I'm not proud, but I'm also not proud of it either because it's like I'm not just like hey look at me, it's just something I do anyway. Yeah, um, you're not you're not wearing like 420 t-shirts in public and stuff like that. Like no no no, but if I like you know if I like <laughs> look, look over and see that it's 420, I might puff my bowl just because. But uh, you know it, it's just one of those things. But there's ways around that. But I just I figured that a I'm I'm 30. I want full, I'm 30 I want full time and I want more money than they're offering I figured she said that they had like she had like four or five other people to interview and she would give the calls once she made a decision I was like if any of those people are fresh out of high school and wanting part time and they want minimum wage they're gonna get the job over me yep because they're moldable quote unquote and if they come in expecting eight dollars an hour and she says well we'll pay you ten they're gonna be excited and wanting to do 110 yeah. percent, so they can keep that ten dollar an hour job exactly exactly whereas i'm like gonna be like all right well i've been here six months can i make eleven dollars now instead of being like yep. yo i can't believe i make ten dollars an hour that's fucking fantastic yep yeah yep. <laughs> it's, it's dude like, i left man. a job making when i left i was making thirty dollars an hour like i can't go back to ten dollars an hour if i was a to close my business like I just can't do it I'm too spoiled now I don't blame you dude I don't blame you I wish I could come up there and work with your ass in the fucking game store that would be badass uh, I've I, I applied to uh, GameStop 
in Palatka and then never heard anything. And I was like, God damn it. I bet I know more about video games than anybody in Palatka. Oh, yeah. Not that you guys, not, I don't, none of the listeners know Palatka, but just trust me. I probably know more about video games than anyone that lives in Palatka. <laughs> the, the one thing that came out of Palatka that I can know of that's worth a shit is M- Michelle McCool and she was a WWE superstar who's now married to The Undertaker and that's like that's it she oh, was a, she was a high school teacher who's now married to The Undertaker and every I mean, that's, a, that's a step up for sure every now and then and I mean it's a very rare occasion that I hear about this if you go to the 24 hour Walmart at about 2 o'clock in the morning 3 o'clock in the morning you might see a big tall motherfucking Undertaker walking around because they're there visiting family you know what I mean like, nice. but, but nice. he does his sh- he does his shopping when there's like nobody in there but I had a buddy of mine dad oh, who yeah. worked worked there and one day he called my buddy while I was over there hanging out and he's like you'll never believe this but Undertaker's here <laughs> we were like oh that's cool like we have no way to get there but that's cool <laughs> so 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 that brings up an interesting topic for me. You're in Walmart and you see Undertaker walking around. Are you going to run up to him and fanboy and ask for pictures and stuff? Or are you just going to say, oh, that's cool and, and walk off? I would probably say that's cool and like and walk off because I'm very much like a, I don't want to bug people kind of guy. But also, like if say if me and him were walking down the same aisle, you know, I might be like, excuse okay. me, sir. You know, I, I love your work. Thank you for all that you've done. And and leave it at that. I'm not going to be like, oh, my God. Even though inside, inside, I'm going to absolutely oh, be yeah. doing that. Like, I'm, I'm I like. I 100% agree. <laughs> especially Undertaker, like, personally, because I'm a huge WWE fan, like, oh, and yeah. all the way back to when I was a kid. So if I, like, went up and, like, met, uh, saw Undertaker, met Undertaker, like, when I left the store, I'd probably cry a little bit. Just a little bit. It's like, ah! Just tears of, like, holy <laughs> shit, I can't believe that just happened. But, like. Oh, like, I'm going to be telling everybody I know, like, oh, I saw the Undertaker walk. But, yeah, my rule has always been these people are still normal people when they're not doing their job. Yeah. Like, I don't like people I know coming up to me in Walmart and wanting to talk to me. I can't imagine people I don't know coming and taking pictures and just, like, following me around the store. It seems like it would be a nightmare. I can't tell you speaking how many times. Of, I, speaking many... of meeting wrestlers, I have a fun McFoley story. But go ahead. I was gonna say I can't tell you how many times I've gone to like leave the house and just be like fuck I hope I don't see anybody I know and it it always it's always Uh, when I say that that I see somebody I know and And they want to chit chat you have to stand there and have that stupid little chit chat where there's really nothing of substance to say and it's like oh what you been doing Dalton you mean oh you mean in the 15 years since I last saw you a lot (laughs) a lot yeah uh I've beat off probably a thousand times since the last time I saw you. <laughs> <laughs> that would go, good way to end the conversation right there. Yeah, minimum, yeah. exactly. That's fucking rookie numbers, I'm like, sure. Like, your sister's Katie, right? Oh, man, I used to jack into her Facebook photos. Damn, <laughs> they're just done talking to you in that Walmart. Right, and now you're the weird guy on Facebook, but that's okay because more people will leave you alone. Exactly. Like, fuck. It's like, oh, look, 20 people defriended me. Sweet. <laughs> I'm working towards my goal of just being me. Right. I share this shit for my own pleasure. <laughs> I'm my only friend. I made an extra account I'm so I can like I my post. <laughs> uh, so let me hear this Mick Foley story. So I met Mick Foley. Oh, it's been years and years and years ago. Um, he did a little comic book convention up here 
and he had done some wrestling promo event the night before. So I'm waiting in line. I come up, you know, pay him for a picture, autograph and all, shake his hand, get down, take the picture, get the autograph and stuff, tell him, you know, how much I loved his work, how he was a hero of mine growing up, go to leave, went to shake his hand again. He literally reached out to shake my hand, halfway to my hand stops, goes, I already shook your hand and pulled his hand back. And I was like, wow, what a dick move. Like, you were already halfway to a handshake. You couldn't have just followed through with it. Like, he's like, no, like, I I have a quota on handshakes for today. I can't be giving two out to us, the same person. And like, like it, honestly, like, this dude was a hero of mine. That just brought him down so much to me. And, like, Mick Foley, if you listen to this podcast, sorry, but you know what you did. Like, I want that second handshake. I will say that, but, like, like it just, some of those situations are weird because it's the promoter's that are very like they don't want you to give two handshakes because then everybody's going to want two handshakes and it, it's like the escalating thing like that but in that situation where like you're already reaching for it again yeah. it's kind of weird and, like, you just, stop halfway through and you're like no no you already got your handshake get out of here peasant <laughs> I have a, a, a story like that but it wasn't with a wrestler um, it was with uh, a musician and he didn't he didn't pull a dick move he actually did one of the coolest things I've ever seen so like most musicians I've used to meeting like they're behind a table you go up you yeah. shake you shake their hand you get the signature you get the picture you move oh, on yeah. right so yeah. this concert i was at was uh oh god who played i think uh septic flesh opened <clears throat> then obscura played then uh devin townsend and then children of bodom and actually i think about it there was a band that played before septic flesh but i cannot remember their name obviously they didn't leave a lasting impact on me but when I went to go meet Devin Townsend, we're all standing by the, the merch table that he's got set up and stuff. And we're kind of up front and he comes out and he walks up to his table and he pulls the chair out and he goes to sit down and he looks at us and he goes, oh, fuck this table. And he like just grabs his pen and just walks out into the crowd and is just standing nice. there. And I walked up and shook his hand. I had him sign my wallet, which I don't know where that wallet is anymore. And that makes me very sad. <laughs> uh-huh. But I'll never forget I'm standing there and I told him I said dude I play your song Deadhead on guitar all the time it's my favorite riff he goes hey man that's one of my favorite riffs I've ever written that makes me very happy to hear and I'm sure I'm sure like hey he's probably said that to a million people but like I hear from behind me somebody just goes Devin let me rub that bald fucking head of yours (laughs) and he goes go ahead man so this guy comes up and is just rubbing his head while my buddy Caleb just walks up to him and goes, Sir, you're a god. <laughs> Devin Townsend looks at me and he goes, Dude, you're a god. And it was just this cool little interaction. Like, nice. He's the only musician I've ever seen just say, like, fuck the table and walk out. And oh, yeah. I've, I've seen wrestlers and stuff do that, especially when I was working uh, fest, fest Wrestling in Gainesville. I used to be on the, uh, the ring crew. Until oh, I, nice. like, my back of my knee started fucking up and I didn't want to get hurt working on the ring crew and then them you know yeah. so yeah so but it was it was a lot of fun i like i met a lot of the indie wrestlers that uh people hear about now like i have a picture with leo rush uh i was holding his czw championship and that was before he joined wwe oh, nice. um who's the girl oh man i know her is heidi lovelace uh what did she wrestle as wwe uh ruby riot yeah, I've heard the name. I don't watch uh, too much of modern stuff. I hate Vince McMahon at this point. So. <laughs> like, oh, I watched a little bit of AEW, but it's just I just couldn't get back into it to where I wanted to watch it all the time. 
No, I get it, man. And and I have my thoughts on AEW. I'm sure we'll get into that sometime and piss some people off. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> um, and it's not. And believe me, like for every negative thing that I say about AEW, I also have negative things to say about WWE. So don't don't get me wrong. Like oh. I I appreciate them both, and I believe that competition breeds good television when it comes to wrestling. So I'm glad that they both exist. But and now we're gonna get two negative comments. Somebody's gonna say, "How dare you speak bad of Vince McMahon?" And then somebody's gonna tell you to fuck off for hating AEW. <laughs> and and it's not even that I hate AEW. It's just like there are things that I wish they would do better. And they have some yeah, wrestlers yeah. that I can't take seriously. Like I know everybody loves the Young Bucks, but like to me, they're all right. Like to me, like I haven't seen them put on anything interesting since they joined AEW. Like, all of their interesting shit was in Ring of Honor 10 years ago. <laughs> no offense to them. Although, I'm sure, you know, what the fuck do I know? I'm a fat guy that doesn't wrestle. Yeah, they're so. they're, they're going to come down and give you, like, a, a two-man DDT. Yeah, they're, they're going <laughs> to give you... How dare you talk badly about our show? The Meltzer driver. Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I love, uh, I love when you meet genuine good celebrities. Like, like I had, uh, I met Orlando Jones at a local show like super talented actor he's been in you know the replacements evolution was one of my favorite movies and he was at a table but it was a comic book convention kevin eastman was at it so everyone ran in the building and went straight to kevin eastman so i went over to see uh, buster douglas and orlando jones because nobody went over there me and my buddy stood there for like 20 minutes having a conversation with orlando jones he's absolute just character to be around he's telling us all these hollywood stories and stuff and just a genuinely cool guy versus like you said so many people that do these shows well you'll hand them something they'll sign it hand it back to you and shuffle you along so they can get through the line which i did kevin eastman as well at that show i had the the three uh original nintendo turtles games in the box so i took them all and had him sign them on he talked to me about 10 minutes about those and like talking about the art on them and all of that stuff i thought that was cool and that's the kind of stuff like i won't ever sell those if i don't have to because yeah. i have a story and a memory attached to them that's pleasant yeah exactly that's like i know listeners can't see this but when i won this jägermeister guitar you know what i mean uh, that yep. thing i i looked up what people sell that for like other people that won that guitar and I'm oh, yeah. like, I'm like, you motherfuckers would sell that for that cheap. Like to me, this guitar is worth. Like, if you wanted to buy it from me, this guitar would cost you a couple thousand dollars. You could easily go get oh, yeah. you yep. uh, a much better guitar than this one for that kind of money. Yep. But the the fact that I won that motherfucker in a shred contest, and the whole crowd chanted my name, which was the coolest fucking oh, thing yeah. ever, by the way. Nice. And when I got done, and I'm backstage. The guitar tech from, I know everybody gives them shit, but the guitar tech from Five Finger Death Punch comes up, hands me the guitar, and it's like, here you go, man, I just got it done setting up, it's all ready to go. So I'm holding this box with this guitar that I just won, I'm standing next to, like, the the monster, no, I'm sorry, Rocks. it was the Rockstar Girls, and like the the Hooters, the big, you know what I'm saying, the hot model chicks, and they're like taking a picture with the guitar winner and all of that, I get a tap on my shoulder, and I turn around, and it is Rob motherfucking zombie. Nice. And at this point, like in my head, I am immediately going into Wayne's world like, oh, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. And he's standing there and he's got some dude with him. I, I don't know who the dude that was with him. He's probably somebody who works backstage. And he goes, hey, man, I just caught your, you know, I caught you winning the contest. And he goes, you're a hell of a guitar player. You stick with it, man. I'd like to see you out here on tour with us sometime. Nice. 
and I could have died right then. You know what I mean? Like I, I could have just yep. dropped dead and I'd have been perfectly happy. So the kicker to this whole story is when, when she did the, like the judging of who played best, I thought the guy before me was going to win because he ripped out like this cool little tap solo thing. And I just played a solo. I just played a solo that I had written for one of my own songs. So like I played my own shit. Like the first guy played master of puppets. The next guy played some weedily weedily shit, tried to play behind his head. Wasn't very good. Uh, but the dude next to me, like I said, played some really cool shit. So it was, uh, and rest in peace, Jill Janice. It was Jill Janice from The Huntress doing the uh, the judgment. So she holds her hand oh, over nice. the first guy, and I can start. I start hearing Dalton, Dalton, and it starts. <laughs> and she holds her hand over the next guy, and it just starts spreading. Nice. And she holds her hand over the third guy, and by this time, the entire crowd is chanting. I'm getting goosebumps telling the story. The entire crowd is chanting my name, and I was just like in this state of euphoria to the point that when she held her hand over my head, I don't know what came over me. Like I, my stage presence came up because like when I was playing guitar, I like put my foot up on the monitor and like was really like kicking around. But I did my oh, sweet, yeah. I did my sweet pick. I did it with one hand and threw the horns up with the other hand. Like I was totally in stage mode, right? So when she puts her hand over me, I just threw my arms up like Randy Orton almost, and the crowd just. <laughs> and it was the coolest fucking thing and so after the contest is over I meet Rob Zombie I'm walking around carrying this guitar I'm looking for my friends because I go to our seat and they're not there and I'm like well where are they so I'm walking around I can't find them anywhere all of a sudden I see my buddy Josh and he goes hey Dalton we've been looking oh you fucking won and I went what do you mean (laughs) He goes, oh, dude. He goes, we were watching Machine Head. We thought you were coming on after Machine Head. I was like, no, motherfucker. The contest was on the main stage, not the side stage. My friends weren't <laughs> even the ones that started that chant. I thought they were the oh. ones that started the chant. So I was like, It was, oh. your, it was your mom. She was in the crowd. <laughs> she was like, yeah, cheer she, for my son. She didn't His tell me. She was Dalton. Going- <laughs> <laughs> and worst of, worst of the worst thing about the whole thing, though, is there used to be a YouTube video of it. And... I figured it would always be on YouTube, so I never downloaded it. Oh. Uh, and Yeager deleted gone. all the contest videos. <laughs> oh, man. So, I wonder if you reach out to them if they still have it. Um, well, I could tell you that uh, my loving grandparents and my mom have both done that. <laughs> like, tried uh, to reach out to Yeager and see because they were, like, bummed out that it was gone, and they knew it bummed me out. And, uh, no, it it never came to be. But that's cool. I, I have the guitar, and I, I have the see. memories. Your mom calls you and you're like, I paid all this money for this ticket to get in here and get him to win. And now you delete the video. Oh, man. I'm never drinking Jaeger again. The, the best part was I was too nervous to go up and try out. And my buddy Caleb literally just started prodding me in the ribs with a water bottle. And he wouldn't oh, stop until I went over and <laughs> tested out. Because it, it was literally this fucking tent set up. And it was a dude sitting there with a guitar. And it said, can you play guitar? Come prove it. Oh, nice. So... And I was like, nah, I mean, I'm not going to do that. And they were like, no, mother, you absolutely are going to go do that. Go fucking do it. And I, hey, I won. So that was cool. <laughs> I mean, what I've heard of you play, you are really talented on guitar. Ah, well, thank you. Um, I have fun playing. Like, I just really wish I need to get better at editing. You know, because a lot of the music that I release now is all sample based. Like, I just I get samples and put them together, like in a program that I have and just make it sound pretty. Whereas I've been working on 
uh, recording more like metal and rock and stuff like that. It's just I need to learn how right. to uh, do the you know processing, compression, all the shit that makes it sound like CD quality. I need to learn how to do that. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'll get there though. I'll get there. Oh yeah, something I was thinking about when we were talking about the celebrities. I hate celebrities who charge an unreasonable amount of money for autographs or cameos or stuff like that. Like, you have so much money. And, for instance, my seven-year-old loves Jojo Siwa. It's his favorite person in the world. She was briefly on Cameo, but it was $350 to get her to do, like, a 30-second video. And I'm Jesus like, Christ. you have so much money. Why is it this expensive? To-? And I get, like, if she does it for 20 bucks, she's going to get a million requests. But still, like... And, like, when you go to cons and stuff and these celebrities, like, oh, it's $150 for an autograph. It's like, come on, dude. Like, you made $50 million doing the last Avengers movie, Anthony Mackie. Like, you can't hook me up with a signed 8 by 10 for 20 Bro. bucks or something reasonable. Yeah, I, I have two examples of that I'd like to point out. One is going back to wrestlers. So when we worked at Fest, uh, my buddy Ryan, who's actually a referee now in Northeast, up in like the New York and like that tri-state area. So good for, I'm proud of him. Um, But anyway, when we used to work Fest, like these big indie wrestlers would come in, like Effie. um, Obviously, I know you said you don't keep up with the new product. So like there's this wrestler named Effie, who's a big indie star, who every time he would walk in, he'd be like, D! Come give me a fucking hug. Where's Ryan? You know, he like he loved us. And oh, yeah. all these different guys that would come in and be awesome. You could ask them, be like, go up to them and be like, hey, can I get a picture with you? They'd be like, fuck yeah. And they'd pose because it's exposure for them. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, one, the one wrestler who didn't was Joey Ryan. And uh, if you don't know Joey Ryan, he's the one who does the dick flip where people grab his dick and then he flexes and they act like oh, it hurts yeah. them. Okay, so it's that guy. Oh, yeah. Ryan went up to him. We had just got, I had just got done taking uh, pictures with the dude from CZW, uh, Leo Rush. I asked him, I'm like, hey man, do I need, do I need to pay you for a picture or anything? He's like, no, motherfucker, come over here and take a picture with me. So like, he's like, you want to hold the belt? And I was like, sure. By the way, wrestling belts, way fucking heavier than they look. Way heavier than they look. (laughs) Um, But anyway, Ryan goes up to Joey Ryan and says, hey man, can I take a picture with you? And he goes, 20 bucks. Wow! After we had literally just taken a bunch of pictures with wrestlers, like while Joey Ryan was in within view of us doing that, you know what I mean? And he says no, and we're like, okay. So we walk away. We go over to this dude named Mister Four Fifty, who's like a big wrestler in like Puerto Rico and Mexico, and we're like, oh, hey man, nice. can we get a picture with you? He's like, yeah. D- didn't charge a fucking dime. So we were like, fuck Joey Ryan. And then it came out that he's a big <laughs> perv anyway. So fuck that guy. Oh. <laughs> but the Dude, other that's one, what, like, uh, go ahead. I was just say the other thing I was going to bring up was. I saw that Paul McCartney was going on tour. Now, Paul oh, McCartney yeah. is a goddamn Beatle. He has made more money than almost anyone will ever make as far as musicians oh, yeah. go. And I don't know if this is his farewell tour or what. I don't, you know, I don't really know, but I just know that the cheap seats for the local show here at like I think it was in Orlando, the cheap seats were $150. Oh yeah. yeah. Up 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 by the stage, 575. I was like, dude, yep. Paul McCartney. Well, that's like uh, he could Rage well, Against the Machine went on tour what two years ago, and the cheapest tickets were like three hundred dollars a piece. And it's like, what what machine are you raging against now? Because 
you seem to be part of it at this uh, point. Apparently, Rage Against the IRS or something. Maybe they need to get some bills yeah. they need to pay. Uh, that's like, dude, I, and even Rage Against the Machine, oh, maybe them not so much, but Paul McCartney, dude, he could charge $20 a ticket and it would cost him some money and it wouldn't put a fucking dent in his bank account. Yep. You know what I mean? And everybody who ever wanted to see one of the remaining Beatles could go and see him and have a good time but no it's all about that fucking almighty dollar capitalism yay yeah Yeah, if you don't (laughs) listeners if you don't believe paul mccartney makes a ton of money ringo Starr went out like last year and told people to stop sending him fan mail because he had so much he couldn't get through it paul mccartney is still making money even sitting at home doing nothing right like that dude will always make money his children will make money off his name like it, it will never stop Oh, yeah, dude. The McCartney legacy is going to be set for a long time if they're oh, smart yeah. about it. But, yeah, like the Orlando Jones thing, I think he charged 25 bucks for an autograph. Like, that's perfectly reasonable. I don't yeah. expect it for free, but, like, 200 bucks, 150 bucks, 100 bucks for an autograph is ridiculous to nope. me. You print out these 8x10s at, like, Shutterfly for three cents a piece or something like that like it's not like it's costing you money to do it because a lot of these places these guys have guarantees i don't know if you've ever done conventions before no basically when you bring this person in they say all right you pay for my flight you pay for my hotel i have to make at least usually it's like 10 grand it's like if i don't make 10 grand to your show you're on the hook for whatever i don't make so they're guaranteed like 10 grand So sometimes the show promoter will say, "All right, charge fifty bucks an autograph because you know that's the only way I'm gonna you're gonna make this much money." But like some of my like if I was super famous, if I got cast in a Marvel movie and I'm you know the next Human Blob or something, condiment um, man, give yourself some respect. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like and I signed this deal for twenty million dollars. Dude, I have friends that own comic book stores. I'm going to go to every single one of those comic book stores for free and sign autographs for people just to help my friends out because I understand what it's like running a small business. Like, dude, that's a huge thing. Yeah, absolutely, and, dude. And it's like, you know, also, I can understand, you know, charging like 50 bucks is probably the most I would pay for like, yeah. you know, you get a, you get a signed autograph and a picture and it, you know, a, a, oh, yeah. I know handshakes are a little out the window right now, but you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, an autograph and a, and a elbow touch or something. <laughs> but like, yeah, Robert Downey Jr. like elbow bumped me for fifty bucks. Like, yeah, I I can get that, but like, yeah, people who charge a hundred, hundred and fifty dollars, especially for cameo. Although I will say, oh, yeah. some people put in the effort for cameo. Like, oh, I will say the cameos I've seen friends have gotten and stuff. They they go above and beyond a lot of the people. Yeah, but you but yeah, like you do have some of I'm them that paying, are awful. Oh yeah, I'm not paying four hundred bucks for a cameo. Like that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, dude. a meet and greet is one thing. Like uh, if I'm taking my kid to a JoJo concert, which his mom just took him like a week ago, I think, and she didn't know they were doing a meet and greet. But like, if you got like three hundred bucks for a meet and greet and an autograph, so that's more reasonable because at least he's getting to meet this. person person that he adores shake her hand hug her whatever talk to her for a minute that's awesome yeah because that's 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 building more of a memory than just walking up to a table and being like here you go kid yeah or getting a video emailed to you that where you know she says your name yeah like but uh 
when I met Orlando Jones, Buster Douglas was there too, and I had a copy of Buster Douglas boxing on uh, Genesis. So I took that and got him to sign that, and I got a picture of him knocking out Mike Tyson. And I mean, it was like 20 bucks an autograph, like 40 bucks for two autographs. That's okay. I'm fine with that. But I always told my buddies, like, I have the the 8x10 frame. I was like, if I ever have the chance to meet Mike Tyson, I'm going to take that photo with me and see if I can get him to sign it. It was like, either he's going to sign it or he's going to knock my ass out. Either way, I'm going to have a good story to tell from it. Because like, either he's going to think it's funny and he's going to go through with it or he's going to punch me, one of the two. I think that you would luck out these days. Like, okay, so like maybe... 20 or maybe like 15 20 years ago if you'd have done that i think mike tyson would have probably beat the fuck out of you these days though he's, a, he's a big stoner slash like shrew meter so i think he'd just giggle yeah. and be like hey man do some funny shit and just sign yeah. it yeah. either either he's gonna laugh and think it's funny or he's just gonna have his bodyguard throw me out of the building or something like i don't think he's gonna beat me up anymore but like i'm not against that like that's a cool story to say like oh why are you missing your front tooth oh try to get mike tyson to sign a picture of him getting knocked out and he knocked me out <laughs> Dude, i don't i don't know why this made me think of that but i was watching a an interview uh, on the pat mcafee show with brock lesnar and brock lesnar told this story about that he was in a bar and and this was like apparently like wasn't too long ago and we man of all people, Wee Man, like, peacocked up to him, like, bowed up. Oh, yeah. And Brock said he picked up Wee Man and just slammed him through a table. Oh. <laughs> he said, and he's like, this wasn't part of a wrestling gimmick, right? This, like, just happened, as far as I know. <laughs> and he just picked him up, slammed him through a table, walked over to the bar, threw a bunch of money down, and said, here, this will pay for the damages, and then left before cops could show up. <laughs> wow. I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> But like, think of the people in that bar that have that story to tell for the rest of their lives. Like, man, we may have walked into the bar, puffed up at Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar slammed him through a table, threw some money at the bartender, and ran out the building. One of the biggest human beings in the world slammed <laughs> one of the smallest human beings in the world. Yep. Yeah, I can't imagine, bro. It's, I, I watched Brock Lesnar on some, I think it's called the Butcher Brothers or something. I just It popped up in my videos that you might like on YouTube. Uh, and this motherfucker had half a pig just tossed over his shoulder carrying it like it was no business uh, while the other guy's like hefting yeah. the other half of the pig. Like, Ugh! Brock's like, oh, we need uh, it here and just tosses it down like a fucking toilet paper roll. Yeah. Like, some of these, some of those dudes like that are just the, the big silverback gorilla human beings are just oh, yeah. mind-blowing at how strong they can be oh yeah it's man i can't imagine being that strong no dude it's always tell me, like I, w- I would love to look like that and i would do literally anything except work out and eat right like if i could do anything else to look like that i would go for it but i'm not about that life <laughs> <laughs> it's like dude i like pizza and cheeseburgers a lot exactly a lot but I will say uh, I read an interview in like Men's Fitness uh, from Dave Batista way back when and he talked about uh, when he gets urges for something like he said I'll get an urge for like a little Debbie snack cake he's like I'll set a day aside I'll buy like four boxes of them and I'll just eat them until I get sick he's like and then that craving goes away he's like a month or two later if I get it again I'll do the same thing he's like he'll literally gorge himself on whatever he has a taste for until he gets physically sick and then he won't want it anymore for quite a while. I know those guys. Can, like, yeah. 
put away some fucking. Well, yeah, food. that won't work for me because you know I'll just I could probably eat a whole box of little Debbies and it'd be fine. Yeah. I'm not gonna get sick on it. <laughs> yeah, but if you eat, if you eat four of them though, you might be like, this is, this so is much true. sugar. Yeah, <laughs> too, um, too much oatmeal cream pie. <laughs> that's that's like oh cream pies woohoo. <laughs> um, that's like I'll, I follow The Rock on Instagram and he'll post a picture of his quote unquote cheat meal and it'll be like two two big old bacon cheeseburgers with a pile of fries and then a big old glass of tequila and I'm like oh, yeah. god that looks like a normal meal for me I really should check my priorities <laughs> well dude like something I learned cause back in 2018 I started working out like six days a week I was eating not healthier but I was eating more appropriate portions and at appropriate times i lost like 60 pounds like i put on a little bit of muscle mass not too much because i wasn't doing what i was supposed to be doing but i learned like if i had a day where i just ate like a pig it didn't affect me as much because my metabolism and stuff had changed my body wasn't storing that crap like it normally does so like yeah, if you get in that habit but it's just it's so hard to get in that habit of I'm going to eat like I'm supposed to. I'm going to go to the gym every single day. And like going to the, once I'm at the gym, I'm fine. But it's like actually getting there is the hard part. There's so yeah. many other things I could go do. Yeah, that's why I keep some uh, dumbbells right here by my computer. So like when oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sitting in a queue on an MMO or if I'm like waiting for a game to load or whatever, I'll sit there and I'll do a couple sets. You know what I mean? And just yeah, like try it. to at least do something. I'll get up and do some squats, but... I don't. Guy I don't ever go work to with was like that. He uh, he was always super into bodybuilding and lifting and stuff. So he he like brought dumbbells to the to the factory we worked at. When we had downtime, we'd go back there and just bust out some curls on them. And like you said, it, it's good to do that, but it's just hard to to stay consistent with it. Yeah, yeah, because it's real easy to look at them and be like, oh, I'll do it the next time, and then yep. It's like I said with Twitch at the beginning of the podcast. It's like uh, you, you stop doing it, and then it's a week, and then it's two weeks, and then it's yep. a month. It's like yeah. it's like I'm just going to take a break today, and that day turns into a year and a half. <laughs> well, uh, sir, well, we're approaching an hour, so I would like to do some yeah. uh, questions that we got asked from uh, some of our, I'll say fans, but really it's just like some people that we know that asked us questions. Some so people we know, yeah. <laughs> some friends well i'll say that they're friends um so hazel one hazel had uh two questions for us one was why were cartoons so obsessed with quicksand and making it seem like it would be a prevalent issue in life yeah that makes no sense to me as an adult but i remember being absolutely terrified of quicksand as a kid like i was just gonna be walking through the yard and just sink into a pile of sand and be gone forever yeah honestly like i really did like there were times that i'd have nightmares about quicksand and things like that and it's yeah. like i'm sure it really that, exists but it's nowhere near here that's not what is that just like a hollywood propaganda machine <laughs> like <laughs> i i don't get it i don't know if it even really exists i mean really what they should put in cartoons more than quicksand are sinkholes because that yes. shit that, sh- that shit will just randomly happen there's no fucking that, avoiding that it's scary too like you're just driving down the road and then bam your car is underground <laughs> yeah or you're sitting in your house and then bam your backyard is now a crater congratulations like yeah, yeah. you're <laughs> like where's the dog and you just hear a faint bark from in the hole you're like oh now we got to get a rescue team out here the news is going to come oh my god bro i would be a bubbling uh 
blubbering fucking wreck if I heard my dog barking oh. from the bottom of a hole like that. I'd be like, no! Oh, yeah. oh Dude, God. Like my dog, he wouldn't even be hurt. He would just be down there having the time of his life because he's, <laughs> oh, he's like... He's like a sack of bricks, basically. I was like, gonna say you're seeing you're my me. dog. He's insane. He would just headbutt his way out. Yeah, <laughs> just he's certainly not gonna jump out because <laughs> jumping, jumping's not a good thing for him. <laughs> but yeah, man, quick, quicksand was always a very like, just I don't know. It was always in cartoons, and I just don't understand why. And it's it's something that yeah, I think has kind of gone away. But I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't watch cartoons all that much. <sighs> My kid watches a lot, and I'm trying to think of, like, I don't think that's been an issue in cartoon. Like, the stuff he watches is now, I kind of agree with it because it deals with more real-life problems kids have, like getting picked on in school and stuff like that. Whereas, like you said, when we were kids, it was like, oh, yeah, this person's out in the middle of a jungle I'll never visit and slowly sinking into quicksand. Yeah. And it's like, for some reason, I live in the middle of the U.S., but... <laughs> I'm worried that I'm going to fall into a vat of quicksand. Nah. Yeah, yeah. Hazel was from England, and she said that she always thought it would be a massive issue for her living in the middle of England, but it never was. Yeah. And her other question for us was, uh, our opinions on some gatekeeping fandoms and that have put you off from that oh. fandom? Dude, I hate gatekeeping so much. Like, Me too. I've never understood it. I don't know if it's people like they're like well this is mine and it's important and special to me you shouldn't be allowed to share it but like dude video games for instance if I love a video game I tell everybody I know hey you need to play this video game it's amazing because if everybody I know goes out and buys a copy and then everybody they know goes out and buys a copy that game's gonna do well and they're gonna make a sequel to it and I'm gonna get to enjoy more of it whereas if I say oh the Last of Us Part Two was amazing, but I don't think anybody else should play it except me because they're not going to have the same opinion of it as me. Like, I mean, you know, in our in our friends group, there's a few of us that have vastly different opinions about certain video games. Yeah, I don't care what other people think of something. I don't care what critics think of it. I enjoyed like I didn't think the Green Lantern movie was that bad. Like, it's not a great movie, but it's not that bad. But I also don't care what other people think about the things I like. Yeah. I form my own opinion about it. But if other people are like, hey, I was thinking about playing The Last of Us. What do you think of it? I'm like, oh, it's amazing. You should definitely play it. Oh, that's funny because I've never played The Last of Us, but always meant to. So I will take your word. Now, maybe I'll give it a you shot. You should. It is, <laughs> it is absolutely amazing. It's The first game is shorter, but it's like it's just going the whole time it's a it's it's rare to find something that's zombie related in video games that's not constantly there's a zombie around every corner waiting to grab you like there's huge parts of those games where you don't even deal with zombies you're just dealing with like the emotional story of these two people you're dealing with you know how there's how a little girl i think she's like 11 in the first game how she's dealing with this like everybody she knew and loved is dead like she's met up with this stranger who's taking care of her like oh dude it's such a good like it's literally has become my favorite franchise of video gaming and i didn't even play it until like early 2020 i think because i was never a playstation person the first new playstation i bought was the spider-man ps4 pro because i wanted to play spider-man 
And like yeah. I had a copy of The Last of Us at my video game store. And I was like, man, a lot of people talk good about this game. Maybe I should try it out. So I popped it in my PS4 and started playing and I couldn't get enough of it. Like oh, if yeah. they screw up that HBO show, I might have to like go riot somewhere. <laughs> like I'll have to break some windows or something. You're gonna write him a strongly worded email. <laughs> I'm gonna call Pedro Pascal's personal cell phone. I can't believe you did this. <laughs> I, uh, Give me twenty dollars in recompense. <laughs> yeah, some of the some of the gatekeeping communities that I've noticed, like especially in the gaming communities, are like the Souls games. You know, where it's oh, like, yeah. oh well, you know, you probably couldn't handle a Souls game because they're so, you know, they're they're another level. They're so hard and stuff. And it's oh, like yeah. I, I get I get that they're hard and everything, but like, do you have to be such a dickhead about it? Like, and that's we my know, thing is I to. I was gonna say we know some people who are not like that about those games. They're very much yeah. uh, please play these. They're great. You know what I mean? Which is nice. Yep. But the internet, man. Like I've never liked the Souls games. I've never had any interest. In them. I've tried a couple of them, but I don't like games that use difficulty as like I'm trying to think of the right word. It's like part of our part of the charm of our game is that it's so difficult you can't beat it. Yeah. And I just I don't like that. Um, I don't like fighting the same boss 50 times in a row. I Most of the games I love are very story, narrative-driven games. And I want to get that story. I want to basically have an interactive 15-hour movie I get to watch. And I know a lot of people say, I don't like that. I want more of a, tra- a traditional video game. And hey, to each their own. But I don't... But like, I don't... I don't shit on Souls games either because they're not bad games. They're just not for me. Yeah. And that's something I've noticed too. I don't know if it counts as gatekeeping, but I've noticed people say like, well, I don't like this game, so that makes it a shitty game. It's like, no, not at all. I'm not a fan of Lord of the Rings, but that doesn't mean the movies suck. It's like, I just don't enjoy them personally, but there's plenty of people who do. Yeah. Well, it's like, I don't like Fortnite in the slightest but I respect what it's done as a video game because goddamn, yep. you can't say it's not successful you know what I mean I oh, yeah. for the longest time I didn't care for Minecraft I mean I'll play it now but like I always respected it for what Jesus that game has done super well oh yeah you know and yep. people are just very fucking strange man like you know oh, yeah. going back to the uh, the Souls games and stuff being hard like I'm sure like Souls fans if they knew that I like to play those games with God mode on so I can enjoy the scenery and the story and stuff, they'd shit their pants. But like that's just the oh, way yeah. I like to play them. It, uh, the artistic vision of the, the game <laughs> developers is the term I've heard. <laughs> yeah, the artistic vision. Well, my artistic like, vision is I, to play it how I want. <laughs> but I also don't agree with like journalists who say, oh, Souls games should have an easy mode because I want to play it, but I, I can't beat it. <clears throat> it's like if you... If you can't beat it, but you want to enjoy the scenery or whatever, watch YouTube playthroughs or yep. something like Mega Man games. I've never been good at Mega Man games. And so I haven't experienced most of them because I'm like, I'm not going to spend 60 bucks on a Mega Man game and, you know, fight the first boss a hundred times and get frustrated and give up. But I yeah. can watch somebody play it on Twitch or on a YouTube Let's Play or something and I can see what it's about without having to sit there and frustrate myself trying to play through this game. Dude, speaking of Mega Man, my, my first ever Mega Man game that I owned on PS1 was Mega Man 8, right? So that's oh. my that's my favorite one. I love Mega Man 8. And 
any time I bring that up to a Mega Man fan, they're like, that's the fucking worst one. Every time. And I'm like, well, I really enjoy it. I don't know what to tell you. Like, sorry, I I don't like Mega Man 3 more. Like, I don't know. You know, I don't know what to tell you. It's it's always oh, dude, that. It's like, it's like talking to Star Wars fans and telling them I enjoy um, episode 8. It's like, I like that movie. I thought it was well-written, well-directed. Like, there were things flaws with it but there's flaws with every movie yeah it's like i thought they told a compelling story and man so many star wars fans were like you're a fucking idiot episode eight sucks ryan johnson sucks rose sucks i'm like dude these are characters in a movie just because it's not for you same exact thing every single time like yeah if you don't like it just say it I didn't like it. You don't have to tell me that I shouldn't like it because you didn't like it. Yeah, it's like I watched so, the uh, I watched the Phantom Menace the other day because I was yeah. wanting to do uh, for the Steam Machine podcast. Eventually on the Patreon right. over there, I'm going to do like a little watch through. I'm going to talk about Star Wars because my one of my best friends is a huge Star Wars fan, and I've always kind of been on the outskirts of it, so I want to really dive in right. and watch them. So I started with Episode One, and i remember watching it as a kid and i think the same thing now that i did back then i'm like why do people hate this movie i don't like there's this movie's not bad like i don't understand i was in middle school when that movie came out or like ninth grade in high school like in that seventh to ninth grade range and uh i remember being super pumped for it because i was a star wars fan one of my teachers was a star wars fan so we talked about it all and like i might have just been at that prime age but i love that movie i thought it was amazing I watched it again like last year and I think it still holds up as a decent Star Wars movie. Um, I don't have the problem with Jar Jar Binks everybody has. Me neither. Like, I just don't get it. But yeah, so many people are like, this movie sucks. And it doesn't though. Yeah, and really. I like, hot take, I like episode one better than I like episode two and episode three. Those movies felt less authentic to me than episode one did. Well, well, I'll get to those and I will report back on whether whether I agree or not. But like, it just yeah, the Jar Jar Binks thing. Like throughout the whole movie, I was like sitting waiting for him to be super annoying, and then he he never really annoyed me. So I was like, were people just butt hurt that he wasn't a fucking uh, Wookie? Like I don't understand. What what killed me too is I remember I may be remembering this wrong, but I swear I remember an interview with the actor who voiced him and played him. So he literally almost killed himself because of the just the hatred he got for playing that part. Like people blamed him for Jar Jar Binks being in the Star Wars universe. I'm like, dude, it was a decent character. Like he was a bumbling idiot, but so what? That's the character he was in the story. Like, yeah. how's he any different than Luke being a whiny emo brat in the original trilogy? Like I like Jar Jar almost more than I like original Luke because all he did was whine and cry the whole time. Yeah, I don't know, dude. It's it's just like it's that nostalgia thing, you know what I mean? Where it's yep. don't fuck with something that is. That's why like all these games, like the uh, the Chrono Tr- Chrono Cross remaster, if it's coming out, people are like, oh, it doesn't look as good as it could, and I'm like, motherfucker, it looks better than it did. Have you gone back yeah. and played that game recently? It was a polygon mess. You know what I'm saying? So people are stupid. And it, the whole gatekeeping thing, going back to that, I think even beyond gatekeeping, I think there are just some fandoms that it's like, it's almost like it's their job to not let people enjoy things. Rick and Morty. Yeah. 
if you don't like Rick and Morty, you're the, oh. you're stupid, right? That's what they think. Like, oh no, you have to be smart to enjoy the comedy of Rick and Morty. It's like really because I think that shows just gro- that show just grosses me out. I don't want to hear a dude trying not to burp and throw up every five seconds. Like, it just fucking grosses me out. Now, see, like I love Rick and Morty, but I will agree, I don't like the general fan base of Rick and Morty because it's I mean it's smart comedy in places but at the same time it's adult animation it's no different than any other adult animation you're not in a special class of human because you enjoy Rick and Morty like I love South Park South Park to me is is as smart of comedy as Rick and Morty like South Park is very smart comedy sometimes yeah. Family Guy has its moments. It's mostly dick and fart jokes, but it has its moments. Like adult animation is adult animation. Yeah, <laughs> like, I completely just agree. Because, just because you love Rick and Morty doesn't make you above everyone. Kind of, there's almost a little bit of hint of that in some anime fandoms too. It's like, oh, you watch you watch anime with English dubs oh no you gotta watch it in japanese with subtitles or you're not watching it it's like no i don't want to read i want to watch tv if i want to read i'll go pick up a book (laughs) i can i can understand that totally or it's like the the, you know the ones that are like oh well okay so you're just a fucking weeb because you the only thing you like is like dragon ball z and and naruto and things like that you don't watch shinmei kumi hamanisha to, you know, I don't, you know, and that's not really a word, and I'm sorry if that offended anybody. But like, you know, you, you get what I'm saying, though. You don't watch this obscure Japanese cartoon about a high school kid trying to fuck all his classmates, so obviously you don't know anime. Yeah, and it's dude, like no, yeah. I enjoy Dragon Ball Z. Even the abridged version was too fucking long. They should have cut a lot more episodes out of yeah. it. Um, Attack on Titan was really good, but it got kind of long in the tooth for me personally. I don't want anybody sending me hate mail about Attack on Titan. It's a good show. It just went on too long for me. Um, Death Note was great. I thought Death Note was amazing. Any anime or real life, I'd want to be in Death Note because I want a notebook. I write people's names down in and they (laughs) die. (laughs) Um, Assassination Classroom was amazing. I really like that show, but... Like I said, it's I'm not a huge anime nerd. I just see a show and I'm like, oh, there's an alien teaching a high school class how to kill him. That sounds intriguing. Let me check that out. But I'm not going to watch it in Japanese with subtitles. I'm not going to go buy the manga and read that. Like I'm just going to enjoy it for what it is and move on. And it's like you know, also, I you know people people are like, oh, well you watch that. Oh, well, that show's all fan service. He must be a pervert yeah i am fuck off like i like exactly. i'm gonna watch the i'm gonna watch these titties jiggle leave me alone that's just what i'm gonna do <laughs> like that's what kills me with like marvel movies now everybody's like oh yeah that marvel movie that came out that was just fan service it's like so what they're serving the people who are paying them billions of dollars every year to make these movies who cares if there's a little bit of fan service in there like the new ghostbusters movie i'm sure i haven't seen it i'm sure it has a bunch of throwbacks to the originals that people our age are going to be like oh man that's awesome that's great let people enjoy stuff stop trying to trash everything that seems like the cool thing to do now almost is to just shit on everything like everything sucks it's like let people enjoy what they want to enjoy yeah that's the way I feel about it in the end of the day dude it's like does it affect you does it affect people you know does it affect people you love if the answer is no to all of those then shut the fuck up it doesn't matter 
Yep. If you tell me, hey, Ricky really gets his rocks off giving out candy to school children and luring them into his van, I'm going to be like, hey, Ricky should fuck off. He has a problem. But if you're like, hey, Ricky likes watching Dragon Ball Z in Japanese with subtitles, I'm like, cool, good for Ricky. Glad yeah. he has some way to escape the shittiness of real life. Exactly. It's like, okay, he's not a serial killer. He's just watching like yep. half-naked animated girls. Exactly. Well, you know, or he's, or you know, even like when it comes down to like, oh, you like horror movies? Oh, that's all violence and killing. You're probably a psychopath. It's oh, like, yeah. no, no, I just like horror movies. A buddy of mine owns a comic book store. Recently, he had a uh, like a dinner thing with Tony Moran, who played Michael Myers, and I think one or two of the movies. Some kid reached out that wanted to go to the dinner but couldn't afford it. He's like 14. Oh, his mom reached out. He's like 14, I think. He's autistic, I believe. He dresses like Michael Myers every single day. Some person commented on it and was like, how could you let your kid emulate a serial killer? That's real good parenting. It's like, dude, it's fake. She's not letting her kid go out and stab people to death. He saw a character in a movie he obsessed over. I don't know how much you know about autism, obsession is a big part of it yeah he's not hurting anybody let him have his fun like yeah i just don't get why people feel like they need to interject into everything else you let your kid dress like sonic i can't believe you let him run that fast yeah (laughs) Yeah. get the fuck out you let him fight you let him fight an evil genius (laughs) like get out of here and you know it's i feel like, like people just should have better things to worry about than like what other oh, people sure. enjoy is like I said as long as it, like what they're enjoying is not hurting anybody or is not causing any harm to any you know animal or child or anything like that obviously any of those type of people need to fucking fuck off yeah. but like just yeah. you know what I'm saying like just let people like what they like fucking a yep yep fuck. especially TV shows video game like you like a video game I'm like man that game's kind of garbage but like if you were obsessed with Goat Simulator. The game is fun, but it's essentially it's essentially a garbage game. But it is fun. But like, hey, if you're obsessed with it and it's not hurting me, you go for it. Play Goat Simulator for 600 hours. I'm going to be like, dude, that's awesome. Because you're finding enjoyment in life. And it's so hard to do that, especially nowadays, that just let people enjoy what they want to enjoy. Like you said, as long as it's not hurting anybody, go for it. Yeah. For sure, dude. That's like uh, I've put in like over 800 hours in Skyrim on PC, and I've people hear that and they go, "Holy fuck, how?" And I'm like, "Because I like I don't know I like messing with mods, and then I go and explore the world to see what the mods changed, and I just I like yeah. that worldscape. You know what I mean? It's it's an escape for me to go in there and just play Fantasy Dragonborn for a little bit. Whereas I know you yeah. really like uh, I believe it was farming simulators that. You, yes, really farming like? simulator 19 i finally like i go through phases where i'll play it for a while and i'll get bored with it. i'm kind of getting bored with it now and i'm at like probably 200 hours but i mean right. it's like you said it is an escape from my real world where nobody's expecting anything of me i can just be a f- virtual farmer and there's no no real objective to it you're just kind of doing what you want to do and sometimes you don't really want to get involved with some really heavy drawn out story you just want to jump in for like 30 minutes and do something and that's a great way to do that yeah so absolutely i do the same thing with rune factory 4 dude you know like that's more of like a harvest moon type game with fantasy stuff in it but you know i log on i go and i water my crops you know i go out and i shear some sheep i fight some monsters like and I don't really like I, there's no really story I've never to played, it 
I've never played Stardew Valley, and I've considered picking it up, but I always think, like, one of two things is going to happen. Either I'm going to pick this up, I'm not going to enjoy it, and it's just going to be a waste of my money, or I'm going to pick it up, it's going to become an obsession, and I'm going to play it for 300 hours and never get anything done. Like one of the two. So I'm like, let me just sort of stay on this path of avoiding it for now. And then eventually somebody will trade it in at my store or something. And I'll be like, all right, let's pop this in and see what it's all about. I've, uh, I haven't played so, it in a, in a while, but I've been meaning to go back and check out the multiplayer update. Now that like they did multiplayer for Stardew Valley. I'm like, that sounds pretty cool. Like it looks like an interesting game, but I'm like, yeah, like I just can't. I can't dive into that hole right now because I don't know how deep it's going to go. Um, well, obviously, if you're not going to dive into that hole, then this isn't going to help you at all. But we did a game for the Steam Machine podcast called Graveyard Keeper. Oh, which that is, sounds like something I would like. It is basically Stardew Valley, but with a lot of cheeky humor. Or I shouldn't say oh, a lot of tongue-in-cheek humor. And you run a graveyard. So, like, you also have nice. to, like, grow crops and take care of animals and stuff. But then you also have to, like you get dead bodies delivered by a communist goat or I mean I'm sorry a communist donkey <laughs> and the donkey nice. the donkey starts like once you just like start making some money he starts calling you the man and he starts demanding that you pay him five carrots for everybody he delivers and stuff like it's, it's just hilarious <laughs> but um yeah you have to like take the body and then go in and pull out like the blood and things like that to make it the perfect body to then put into your graveyard because the better the body, oh, nice. the better the rating for that plot. And yeah, it's all, it's all kinds of stuff, but it's, it's a really funny game oh. where it takes Stardew Valley, which is very wholesome and has some very wholesome humor and just darkens it a little bit. <laughs> oh yeah. Like Good I stuff. wanted to try that, uh, the Sakuna game of rice and ruin. Cause it's kind of like rune factory from what I understand where you're, farming rice and it's a very apparently detailed in-depth rice farming simulator but there's also another half of the game where you're going out battling monsters and leveling up stuff and so like it sounds interesting but same thing like it's a rabbit hole i just don't know if i want to burrow myself into right now (laughs) well uh, i think there was only one more uh, fan question that I can see on this little list and that was uh, our opinions on people who put stickers on game carts and cases now I think you could give a uh, an informed yes, opinion for, on this <laughs> for anyone listening who doesn't know I own a retro video game store and yellow sticker GameStop error was like the bane of my existence because they put stickers on everything they would actually somebody some genius in corporate decided oh we're worried about putting stickers on the cases because maybe people will switch the art out even though the sticker has the name of the game and when they scan the barcode it comes up as a game they're worried people are going to switch the artwork out and get an expensive game for cheap so they sent out a company-wide email saying put the stickers on the actual artwork not on the case that is the worst thing in the world because you can get oh a game God. that's now worth $200. You could get a Fatal Frame or a Silent Hill and it's got these GameStop stickers on the artwork of the game. So now it's worth substantially less because you have to try to get it off and run the risk of peeling a little bit of the cover off too. Or you have to leave it there either way you're going to either lose money or you're gambling on cleaning it up, which I will say for anybody who runs into that issue, 
hair dryers are great because you can heat up the glue on it just enough where you can usually get it off, but you still have to go very, very slowly. Oh, I'll have to, so, I'll have to uh, remember that because so I went on a kick recently of buying physical PC games. So now I have this oh, little, yeah. nice shelf of PC games. And uh, there's a few of them that have some like fucking big old yellow stickers and shit on them. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Man, I want to get you off, but I don't want to fuck up the box. Hit it with the hairdryer on high. Just hit it for four or five seconds. Start to try to peel a corner up. Just like peel a little bit. Hit it for a few more seconds. Peel a little bit. Hit it for a few more seconds. And it'll usually heat that adhesive up just enough to make it pliable or you can kind of clean it off. Um, But yeah, like... Another issue to that question, when they put them on the actual labels of cartridge games, sucks because then you also have that label you have to worry about peeling off too. So that just makes a whole nother nightmare. Um, I don't usually mess with stickers that are on the actual label because I don't want to mess up the label on the game. I feel like the sticker being there detracts less than a huge tear in the label. Yeah, absolutely. So, but yeah, I've had stuff come in where I had a sealed copy of Contra Hardcore come in the store with a big ass, I don't know if you remember Toys R Us, yeah. did those huge orange clearance stickers. Oh yeah, they were like fucking like huge. Right on, oh yeah, right on the cover of the box. <coughs> Excuse me. I and um, I wanted to get it off because that's like a, I think it was $250 game at the time. It's probably worth more Damn. than but like I wanted to get it off so I'm like start peeling but you can't heat it because they had the shrink wrap on it so if you try to heat it it's going to affect that shrink wrap <laughs> luckily the adhesive on those stickers wasn't very good so I was able to get the corner and like very very slowly get it off and like I think I took a picture and put it in one of our Facebook groups we're in of like the sticker next to the box and I'm like oh I almost had a heart attack trying to do this because like one <laughs> wrong move and you rip that cellophane and then it's essentially no longer a sealed game yeah. which that's another argument I've had with people about if a game has a tiny tear on the corner is no longer sealed <clears throat> and sealed collectors will say I don't want it with a tear and I'm like the game is still in there it's never been opened yeah, one of the uh, one of the boxes of the Shroud of the Avatar that I have is sealed in cellophane, but at the very bottom it's ripped. So I'm like, oh well, I guess oh. technically this isn't sealed anymore. But but yeah, I mean, in my opinion, it would be like, well, that that game's never been played. It's still in the rest of the cellophane. I mean, if you could just patch that, you still have a sealed oh, yeah. copy, but it's just not pristine and perfect. Yeah. Yep. It's something I've noticed too in the story. Seal the seal market. I hate because. I got a game in the other day that was in cellophane, flipped it over and looked at the back, and there was a barcode sticker over the barcode. (coughs) Excuse me, I'm getting over a sinus infection. Barcode sticker over the barcode that says, this this is a pre-owned product. And I'm like, yeah, somebody literally took it with a sticker that says it's pre-owned and resealed it. So it's like, it's impossible now to know a lot of the times if this stuff is still legitimately sealed or not. Yeah, and I think it's only going to become harder and harder. Oh, yeah. And I've had tons of stuff from uh, employees of Ubisoft because Ubisoft or Red Storm 1 had a uh, branch local to here several years ago. So I know some people who used to do art there and stuff, 
And they had an employee store where the employees could buy the games for next to nothing, but they didn't have the, like, retail seals on them. They had a different kind of seal. Like, they didn't have the... Xbox does, like, the spine seal on the opening side. Yeah. So you know it's legitimately sealed. They didn't have stuff like that. Like, the PS2 had the one on the top. It wouldn't have that. So you're sitting there like, man, like, I know this came from the Ubisoft store, but it's hard to tell a customer that and they believe it. Yeah. Unfortunately, like, that would be the, like, I don't even know how I would put it. It would really, like, somebody, I could imagine somebody being like, yeah, okay. Yeah, Yeah. sure. Yeah, sure, that came from a Ubisoft guy. You know what I mean? Yep. So, but I can, I can imagine, like, I just, I just wish that uh, in the future, I mean, obviously, I think everything's going to go digital eventually one day. Uh, Hopefully not. I hope not. But, you know, that is a very big possibility. But, like, I just hope that people take their stickers and put them somewhere that is easily removable. Or if there becomes a system where you don't need a sticker. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you like the grocery store? Put it on the tag. (laughs) Like, this is clear. What I do with, GameStop... I do with GameStop stickers now. When I buy a used game from GameStop, I immediately peel the stickers and I put them inside the case. <coughs> so that way, nothing happens to it. Like, if I need to return it, I still have the stickers, but they're not going to get glued to the outside of the case 10 years down the road when I go to sell that game or somebody else has it and goes to sell it. Yeah. That's, that's a smart way to do it. Well, uh, I personally don't think modern games will be very valuable in the future just because of day one patches and stuff now. Once those servers are gone, that game disc is essentially useless. But yeah. we'll see what happens. And you got you got these games that like are too big to fit on a disc and like companies just yep. don't release multiple disc games anymore. They just yep. put out a put out a patch and yeah, that'll be fucked eventually. Yep. Horizon Zero or Horizon Forbidden West had an 86 gigabyte patch when I downloaded it last night. God damn, that's huge. <laughs> yeah. Fucking it. Well, brother, I uh, I think about that's a, that's about enough bullshit for this week. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking so. Um, like Dalton said, if you'd like to reach out to us and suggest topics or ask for advice or just bullshit with us, it is. I want to verify it. I don't have it pulled up anymore. Oh, I do. It's uh, yet another BS pod at gmail.com. That's the one. And, and so we will get that Anchor FM voicemail set up hopefully next week, but uh, we're not very reliable, so it'll <laughs> yeah. happen eventually. <laughs> yeah, you'll get the episode, but whether that's that's there or not, I don't know. But I, I will say that uh, we don't have social media at the moment, and we don't have a website, but I'm going to work on those throughout the week. Uh, hopefully, I'll get them done this week. If not, I'll get them done by next uh, next week. But, yeah, uh, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Absolutely. Uh, is there any other last words you'd like to say for this week, my good sir? Uh, stay frosty. There you go. Stay frosty, my friends. And as always, take it easy. <laughs>